When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey there, how are you? It's uh, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. You know, I, I, I want to pick up on a story that we discussed yesterday. I'm a kind of a Day late and a dollar short on this uh, has to do with the Fetterman Oz uh, debate uh, because frankly I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any of the debates. Uh, I was watching Christmas movies with my uh, wife on Hallmark, which I thought was infinitely, infinitely uh, a better way to spend my time because uh, I, I really don't care about any of these debates. I, I just I really don't. Uh, I care about people voting ours, and and that's pretty much it. And I don't think much of John Fetterman. Uh, I just think he's kind of a galoot. Uh, at least up until you know uh, this debate, so I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I ca- kind of caught the highlights yesterday morning uh, of what went down with the Oz debate, uh, but didn't sit and watch it. And uh, you know, I, I'm not tossing us in there for like virtue signaling or anything like that. But I, we are. My wife is caring for my elderly mom right now, and and she's late stage dementia. And uh, uh, so yesterday was kind of a difficult, difficult day with her uh, for a couple of reasons. And I, I don't know why, if, if that played into why I finally sat down. I also heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins talking about it when I was driving home. And so I, I brought it up on my phone and, and, and started to watch it. First off, it was very difficult to find a day after the debate an unedited version of the debate. That was really difficult. I found a lot of segments of the debate where a lot of stuff was was chopped out. But after looking around, I finally found uh, the, the complete debate. And I just started watching it. I actually was watching it while I was sitting with my mom. She had fallen asleep. And uh, I think it was Jamie Markley that, that had said he got about five minutes into it. Four minutes, had, had to turn it off. I made it maybe about 15 minutes. And uh, and turned it off. It 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 was much worse than I had realized. He is much sicker than obviously his own campaign put out there. The media have been circling the wagons around this guy. If you were following any of the rhetoric yesterday on MSNB puke or the View or what have you, you know Oz was bullying him and did a, he did a fantastic job. And I don't know what debate they were watching. But that's not what happened. Dr. Oz was actually ex- extremely gracious in that he just uh, the, the small parts that I the small bit that I saw, he very obviously could have made that a huge issue. But it, it, it really wasn't necessary. It was really just kind of there for everyone to see. And um, I. I don't know if I felt bad for him. I guess on a visceral level, I, I sort of did because he's there for the whole world to see, and he's not making any sense. 
And it, it, it you know, it, it just kind of plays into the whole Biden quotient uh, for me in that both of these individuals are surrounded by people who allegedly love and care about them. And it, the 15 minutes I watched kind of kind of pissed me off. And it pissed me off in the sense that I kept looking over at my mom, you know, and uh, you know, I, don't, I don't take any video of my mom. I don't post any video of my mom. I know my, my wife, uh, who is her primary caregiver, will, will take pictures and stuff, which is all very cool. But I, I think we're all very kind of cautious around w- not what we let people see, but we certainly don't put her in any situations that would be, I, I don't know, I guess, revealing of her of her true condition. Uh, not that she ends up or would have the opportunity for any such situations to arise, but, you know, we're very protective of her. And wh- thinking about Biden, who they just shove his ass out there and he starts rolling with the gibberish. Uh, there's now that infamous uh, interview uh, over the weekend where he appears to actually nod off or just go away for a few seconds and has to be brought back to consciousness by the interviewer. Uh, He routinely uh, displays uh, symptoms of someone who is obviously in some kind of decline, whether it's dementia or not. Obviously, John Fetterman's, uh, uh, the effects of his stroke are much more profound than certainly anyone was led to believe. And it really, it, it kind of reveals a lot about the people around these pe- these two individuals. And there's a sickness about it. it, it there's something grotesque about it. In that, that, that seat, I mean, because he, Fetterman did not have to do that debate. There was no reason for him to do that debate. Uh, I, I think there are probably a fair amount of folks who are uh, on uh, in that circle who are regretful that they allowed that to happen. Uh, but, you know, in this world, and I'm going to specifically say, yeah, it's true of the swamp, uh, which includes Republicans and Democrats, but it's profoundly true of Democrats in that, you know what, it just doesn't matter. Maintaining that seat is all that matters. Maintaining that power is all that matters. Whatever benefits the people around John Fetterman and Joe Biden receive as a result of being in his circle or being in his family, obviously trump out, sorry for the usage of the word, trump out or outweigh whatever actual concern they have for him. And... It's shameful. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not preaching from Mount Olympus. You know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty messed up dude <laughs> in my own regard. And I've, I, you know, I, I haven't lived the most stellar of, of, of lives uh, thus far on planet Earth. I've made a lot of mistakes and a lot of bad choices. I write books about my bad choices. But, you know, th- this is a level, a level of soullessness that is really despicable. That your 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 political concerns are so much more important to you than shoving a man out there for the entire world to see who is very obviously not able only to do not only able to not only not able to do the uh, the gig that he's running for, 
but just to allow him to be in that situation. And it doesn't mean that I'm a fan of John Fetterman. I, I, haven't, I haven't followed his career. I, I don't, like I said, I don't really care about him that much in that regard politically. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain he's a, based upon what I've read, he's a, he's a radical. Uh, he's a, he's a liar also when it comes to the fracking stuff, but that, that was a shameful display and it really does reveal the, the emptiness of consciousness or conscious, I guess would be the better word of, of our our political elite at, at this point. Because you have to wonder, did anyone in that group, did anyone in his family say, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this? Maybe this is a bad thing to do just as a freaking human being? Because Trey and I talk about this all the time. You know, if and both of our wives, Nancy and Syria, okay, if, if we were, either one of us were afflicted in some way, to where, you know, we couldn't speak or we have some kind of decline or just something affecting us to that, that if we went on the radio, it would be painfully obvious. Okay, both of our wives and our families would be like, nope, that's it for you. <laughs> You're not. No, sorry. I love you, but you can't you can't go on the air anymore. It's it's it would be embarrassing to you. And and we love you too much to to allow that to happen. You know, it'd be like me bringing my mom into the radio, wheeling my mom in the wheelchair into the radio station and putting a microphone in front of her. You know what I mean? Would, would, the thought would never occur to me or any of us because that would be a very, very dark and selfish thing to do. And uh, it, it just, it really solidified if if there was any room for more... Uh, 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 determination on my part to get these bums out of office. It was it was watching that watching that debate. The small bits of it that I actually managed to get through. Who are you people? <laughs> you know, again, I'm not a stellar human being, and I've lived a bumpy ride, man. I have, but my God, who are you people? Hell, just focus on the wives. Jill, what's going on with you? I don't know Fetterman's wife. I don't even know what her name is. But what is wrong with you? This is supposed to be your partner in life. This is this is the person that you're supposed to depend on the most and who is supposed to be able to depend on you the most, and you let him walk out there? These are strange and dark days for, for politics in America. They certainly are. So I just wanted to, you know, tie up the little the little bow on that whole story. I'm not going to spend the whole day talking about it. Uh, just uh, I had some additional thoughts uh, after attempting to actually watch the debate. And again, I don't I don't give a crap about debates in general. I I I, I cannot think of a single election in my adult life where a, a debate changed my mind in some regard. It's largely a uh, it's largely a creature of showbiz, right? It's about the optics. Uh, it's about rooting for your team. But I think very few people are actually swayed by politics. I, I, I would submit to you, and I think Trey said this yesterday, that there are probably a, a few Democrats who in, in Pennsylvania who early voted and are feeling a little weird about that today. But, you know, 
you make your choices, and that's what you got to live with. Anyway, there, there's my thoughts on that. We're not going to spend the whole show on it. Got some other weird crap I want to talk about. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean Rima on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The 2022 midterms. Stay connected and informed. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I got some phone calls on my comments concerning the Fetterman Oz debate. Let's uh, take some calls. Here's uh, Marshall. Marshall, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, sir? Another day in paradise, brother. <laughs> What are you thinking? Absolutely. Uh, you know, really, until somebody has cared for somebody that has a mental problem, whether it be Alzheimer's or anything like that, you really don't know what's going on. I get so tired of the media bashing Trump, or I'm sorry bashing Biden for all of his gaffes and walking in a fog. Uh, I don't like Biden. I'm not a Biden supporter. But, you know, and I don't think that he needs to be where he is. I, I condemn his family for doing this and also for Fetterman. But I just feel that I get tired of hearing the media actually, I guess, make fun of these people, and it's not right. Well, and I and I and I'm with you there. I mean, even though I, admittedly, I got to say that I've done it myself. You know, um, Biden is very obviously in some kind of decline. It's it's more apparent. Uh, the deeper we go into this, uh, Fetterman, very obviously so as well. And because I, you know, my family right now is caring for my mom, it really has kind of uh, uh, brought me that perspective that uh, it is not something to make fun of. You're absolutely right. Uh, you can be critical of the of the, uh, of, of the policies. Um, I, I will say, though, that Joe Biden, you know, has always been kind of a horrible human being, a scumbag. I mean, I've, he's been in my world since I got on the talk radio in Delaware about 20 years. And, uh, you know, some of the individual things, yeah, I will be critical of and mock, but I, I'm never mocking of, of the condition that he obviously has. And we don't really, we don't have any def- definitive answers on on what Biden is experiencing, but it, it certainly looks like early onset to me, just having watched yeah, the stages of my, of, of my mother, you know, and it moves pretty quickly once it starts taking hold, so... That's an excellent point, Marshall. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Worthy. Is it Worthy? Worthy, how you doing? Hey, morning, brother. Hey, I'm doing fine. Enjoying this cool weather. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. Hey, just a couple of points. Uh, one, always uh, I've asked the same question: How in the world can you guys do this to your loved ones? And I'm here to tell you that if you are willing to kill an unborn child up to the day that it's due to be delivered. Mm. And tear, and tear that body apart. If your soul is that dark, your heart is that hard, you will do anything, brother. Apparently. I agree. Secondly, uh, I think they're going for the sympathy. You don't run people out like that. They're obviously having issues unless you're just hoping. And if you watch the media, 
mainstream media after that debate, oh, he was so brave and he did wonderful, right. and blah, 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 and just run them out there because they know the media is going to cover and cover up. And so many of these people get their news only from one source, right. CNN or MSNBC, and they have no clue. Now, hopefully they watch the debate. But again, well, but, but the thing is, most people won't. I mean, most people on that side of things did not sit and watch the debate, and so they're getting their information yeah, from yeah, the edited true. versions and uh, the the positive rhetoric from the media. Yeah, yeah. It's All right, a sad, I, I, sad, it's a sad situation. And uh, by the way, prayers for your mom. I've gone through some of that similar, and it's it's tough to watch your loved ones. Uh, it is. It is. But, struggle with that but uh you know she's not the president of the united states <laughs> one last comment your last caller uh, exactly right and i've done likewise I've, i have not made fun of the of the condition is mental is but i have uh just totally tore down his policies right sure is there that's fair is arrogant like you said he is that guy's been a and i'm going to use the word uh, pinhead uh, mm. since for a long, long time. Yes, he and, has. Uh, that guy, that guy has lived off of the government teeth for his whole adult life. <laughs> I, I got to run, That's man. Exactly I, right. I appreciate the call. All Thank right. you so much, sir. Let's take a break. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Celebrating one hundred years of service. Fifty five KTSA. Boogie 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 got a boogie in my nose I gotta sneeze there's a boogie in your nose no it's not no it's not I'm sorry News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 I do like that song James that song cracks me I don't know why it's the boogie that's it's the boogie man I got the boogie going. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. And uh, well, first off, uh, Elon Musk is confirming that he's he's the the, the dealio's gone through. Yesterday, he actually walked into uh, Twitter headquarters with a sink, as if to imply, let that sink in. Well, I got to check my Twitter stocks. Check your Twitter stocks. He confirmed it today. Also, he's referring to himself as the chief twit. But about 40 minutes ago, I guess, he uh, he tweeted that uh, he doesn't want to. He wants Twitter to be a digital um, town hall and not a hellscape of, uh, you know, biasness or what have you. And so good on him, man. He's he's Elon, man. I, he's a badass. I, I'm a big old Elon fan. I really am. And I, I don't even like the damn electric cars. I don't want to drive no damn electric car. But I just think he's a fascinating character, and it's going to be really... And I'm not even on Twitter. Facebook is all I can manage. That's all I do. Okay, starting tomorrow, I get my senior discount. So, you know, freaking Facebook is where, I'm, is where my old ass belongs. It's as hip as I get. But I hope he does shake things up there at Twitter and, and make it a little bit more fair. Or more in line with how they have presented themselves for all these years as uh, a place of uh, where free speech is celebrated, not restricted. So good on Elon. 
And so if you have any thoughts on that, uh, uh, 210-599-5555. Now, i got to bring up something uh, that Biden said. And again, as per our last conversation, this is not necessarily making fun of whatever is afflicting him. Uh, because this is something that a lot of liberal idiots do. And you hear this sort of claptrap all the time. And he he's talking about, you know, uh, additional prices on purchasing an air, you know, a, a flight someplace. He calls them uh, junk fees. Uh, this was yesterday. Uh, I don't know where the hell he was. He was just talking about it. He's talking about combating inflation and lowering costs for families. And he talked about his commitment to eliminating, quote, junk fees. Like, well, you, you, you buy an airplane ticket and, you know, maybe they have extra baggage fees. Certainly, if you want more leg room, right? If you want a seat that offers you more leg room, maybe you're a, a tall person or what have you, or a big person and you need some more space, you pay an additional charge for that. It's, it's nothing mysterious. We all know about this stuff. But Biden said something uh, uh, that has become so standard now, it's laughable. So again, this isn't about him being feeble or having dementia. This is standard practice for liberal idiots across the board. Quote, some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front of you, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Well, there, that's a sundowning moment there because, yeah, <laughs> you don't know much of anything until you actually buy the damn ticket. But then he goes on, look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair. And they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair. And they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. (laughs) And most reasonable-thinking people are scratching their noggins saying, how? And I first heard this uh, on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins yesterday when I was driving home. That what liberals do these days, especially Caucasian liberals, is they just tack people of color, it hits people of color harder on to just about every, anything. They turn everything into race. How, how the hell does that affect people of color uh, more? How? I, I expected them to go, start going off, you know, well, you know, black people tend to be really tall. No, not a joke. They play a lot of basketball. I used to play a lot of basketball with black guys in, in, in Wilmington, and they, they're really tall dudes. Not a joke. They need more leg space. But the, the tacking on, of, you know, it's climate change hits people of color more. It hits them harder, right? What else? You can. You could tack that crap on. We, we have a thing. I'm a poet. We have a thing in poetry. Or I, I have a thing in poetry that I've been saying for years, that you could write a poem about anything and uh, just attach the line in the rain at the end of the poem, and it makes it sad and dramatic, right? I farted in the rain. You know, that's kind of what they're doing with this. Listen, champ, when I break wind, it affects people of color harder. You know, we got we got a hurricane coming up. It's going to affect people of color harder because they get wetter than white people. You know, 
You just attach that crap to anything. <laughs> and suddenly it's it's racial. You know what I mean? Uh, the Astros lose tomorrow night. It's going to hit people of color harder. Well, not the ones on the team because apparently there's not enough oh, right. there's American not enough. born. Not enough American black dudes on the team of the Astros. We'll, we'll get to that bit of crap coming up in a little bit. I just want them to win without trash cans, okay? <laughs> I just want them to win fair and square and get that crap uh, written out of their history, all right? Because I love the Astros. Anyway, point being, the Democrats, they, they, try, they want to make everything racial, and, and it gets ridiculous. I, I forget who the chick was. Uh, I don't. I can't remember her name. Who was who was making the claim? Uh, she she's been uh, was a city councilman member or maybe or a mayor or somebody. Uh, who who uh, had been using taxpayer money to fly first class? New Orleans was it New Orleans? I think so. And uh, city council member, I think. I think it was the mayor. Was it the mayor? Well, I guess it was the mayor. And she was saying she has to ride first class. Because riding and coach is dangerous for black people. Like, like there's just guys in hoods in, in the in the back of the plane just waiting to lynch somebody, you know? Ah, oh, see, you're sitting in coach. How you doing? Well, you better not go into that bathroom. That's a whites-only bathroom. And basically, she was just, you know, ripping off the people to fly first class. It's all about color, man. People of color this, people of color that, man. You get so tired of it. There is systemic racism in America, but I'm going to say it. It's systemically against white people, okay? Because especially white liberals, they hate white people. It's bizarre. Well, it's virtue signaling. See, white, white, white liberals love to come up with this sort of crap. I mean, black liberals come up with it all the time. But white liberals love to come up with this stuff because it's virtue signaling, letting you know how not racist they are. (laughs) Even though some of the crap they say is extraordinarily racist, all right? My primary example, voter ID laws are racist. Voter ID laws are racist against people of color. Why? Because it's harder for people of color to achieve a photo ID. In other words, people of color are so lazy and incapable and stupid, they can't produce a photo ID. And so, therefore, ergo, thus, it's a burden on them. Even though it's not a burden on them to provide a photo ID to buy beer, to buy a first-class airline ticket on an airplane. (laughs) They They can produce a photo ID for to drive a car for any other reason, but when it comes to voting... Oh, it's a stinking bo- it's a stinking burden. There is inherent racism in that concept. Just like there is inherent racist racism in the statement that having to pay for extra leg room hits people of color harder. Yes. Oh, I got to take a break. Uh Ed and Sam hang on. We'll uh we'll talk to you when we get back. I I know the uh, commercial break is going to uh, impact people of color a lot harder than all you honkies out there, but we got to take a break. Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The 2022 midterms happen here. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hallelujah. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. 
Got a couple of minutes here. Let's take some calls. Uh, here's Ed. Ed, how you doing? Pretty good, bud. How you doing? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? Um, a couple things real briefly. Uh, I know that old Elon listens to your show every day. I mean, it's in all the publications. So I wanted to shout out to him. Hey, good luck, buddy, with Twitter. You're going to need it. But I'm glad to hear it. Mm. Uh, secondly, um, I wish you guys, and this is not criticism, but I wish you guys had covered the uh, early voting turnout results a little bit better. I haven't heard anything and probably missed it because y'all are doing it. But. Well, we uh, as of, I think Monday it was pretty in line with what it normally is. So I don't know. We haven't really seen an uptick. We've been we've been more we've been more concerned with you know anything hinky winky happening. Like we heard something. It's not not confirmed out of the Encino Library. We got a phone call from somebody claiming that Abbott votes are being switched to uh, Beto. We don't have any confirmation of that. So we're and I'm, I'm I don't have a lot of time. So we're, we're trying to keep on top of that stuff. But uh, next few days we'll make sure we put out the percentages as we get those numbers. Let's go to Sam. Sam, how you doing? Good morning, Gumby. I'll try to be real quick. Um, you call me Gumby? In the, 70s, <laughs> yeah. in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, my great-great-grandmother that uh, immigrated from Mexico legally um, was able to get her ID so that way she could get her food stamps, just like every other person of color that is on food stamps had to have an ID. To buy a car, you got to have an ID. And guess what, Sean? People of color, do you know what color is? Did you know that white is a color? So, therefore, you are a person, a person of, of color, color because, I guess so. <laughs> because white is a color. Don't you remember buying crayons and coloring when you were a kid? What? There was a white crayon. Color well, white. actually, if we're gonna if we're gonna uh, if we're actually gonna go by the light spectrum, uh, white is the absence of color, whereas black is all the colors combined in and, the spectrum. And you know, and you know what? And you know what, Sean? That means that you're normal. You're the, like the rest of us. <laughs> We're all, you you're know. The, like the rest of us. The thing is, and I, I appreciate the call, man. The, the reason racism is silly is because we all got to poop. There, yeah, I said it. You know, we all got to poop. We all bleed red. I, I've always felt racism is just stupid. It's just a, it's a stupid idea that you, you somehow, it's like saying my freaking... Uh, elbow somehow determines something about me and who I am as a person. The whole idea of it is nonsensical. Uh, and, 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 and also, moreover, it's not reverse racism to hate white people. It's straight-on racism. It's not, it's not an inversion of anything. Okay? From one honky to you. Take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yes, another full hour of me on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, the phone lines are open 210-599-5599. You know the numbers. Myra Flores. Myra. I'm sorry, I just creeped out there for a second. Uh, I, I was watching uh, on the Laura Ingram show, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of her, but she did a town hall sort of thingy yesterday, talking largely about Hispanic issues. Greg Abbott was on, and uh, and he had Myra Flores on, and uh, and 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 Cassie Garcia, and uh, Ms. Delacruz, 
the triple threat, as they're now called. And uh, one of the things that's going on with Myra, it, first off, they're, they're just cool, man. <laughs> uh, I guess it's Cassie and Myra that both have uh, spouses who are uh, Border Patrol agents. And you just know the Democrats hate their stinking guts, man. They just hate. How dare they be Republican? How dare they go conservative? After all we've not done for them. <laughs> but, you know, we had a story about, about Myra uh, that is uh, kind of a little pathetic. You just heard Don Morgan reporting on this. In that, uh, you know, how, whatever you think about her, you know, she is the first Mexican-born congressman. I mean, that's that's just the, the truth of, of her reality. Let me bring up the story here so I'm not misquoting anything. My Facebook is acting weird on me. And uh, uh, as you heard Don Morgan uh, reporting uh, just a few minutes ago, the... Hispanic caucus, which has been around uh, since about, uh, I think, 1973. And, uh, uh, well, they don't want her. <laughs> now, it's largely populated by Democrats, obviously. Uh, it, it wasn't always that way. Uh, again, in the 70s, when the Hispanic uh, Congressional Hispanic Caucus uh, came into existence, it was an equal mix of Republicans and Democrats. And sometime around, I believe, the the 90s, uh, it pretty much went all Democrat. And uh, the, 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 but still, the idea... Uh, well, I, I misspoke. In, in, in 2003... Uh, and this is from uh, the Daily Wire, led by Representative Diaz-Balart's GOP members split from the CHC to form the Congressional Hispanic Conference. Well, I don't know if I, don't know if I got that right. Uh, by their bylaws, the CHC is now for Democratic members. That's, that's from the CHC spokesperson and communications director, Sebastian Roa. says Representative Flores's extreme MAGA values, <laughs> you know, like God, country, and family, uh, these values and their attacks on Latinos and our nation's democracy on January 6th do not align with CHC values. Oh, shut up. January freaking 6th. Get over it, man. But they're not not allowing a the first... Mexican-born American congresswoman into the Hispanic caucus. Uh, She responds uh, with a tweet, As the first Mexican-born American congresswoman, I thought the Hispanic caucus would be open and working together. This denial once again proves a bias towards conservative Latinas that don't fit their narrative or ideology. Yes, exactly. But you know what, Myra? You don't need them anyway. <laughs> They're just a bunch of yahoos at this point. But it does raise kind of an interesting point. Yeah, you know, like what? So what happens? What happens now? They the, the first black president was a Democrat. Uh, the first female black 
uh, vice president is black. Well, obviously. I just said it. Um, and and the, the, they still just gush over both of them. Even though, uh, you know, Kamala Harris is an idiot who you know, can't shut up about yellow buses, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes. And Barack Obama despised the very country that he was presiding over. And Barack Obama, despite having an extraordinarily, extraordinary uh, historic opportunity to really usher us into a post-racial world, did everything opposite his race, his skin color, he used to his advantage almost on a daily basis. And they still gush over that guy. You look at how Myra Flores is being treated, and you wonder what happens when you have either the first Hispanic uh, president or let's say the first black female president who's a Republican. How do they handle that? Because the the idea from from that perspective truly is, I mean, and Joe Biden, I guess accidentally maybe uh, let the cat out of the bag when he said, if you don't support me, you ain't really black. There really is that sense. The guys like Herschel Walker aren't really black. They're traitors to their race. Myra Flores can't really be a Latina because she's not a Democrat. It's an extraordinarily racist perspective, yeah? It it really totally, it really is. If if you go back in time a smidge and remember just some of the horrible crap they said about Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice, who actually did... Uh, grow up in the uh, Jim Crow era, in the era of the Civil Rights Movement, uh, and and became uh, one of the most extraordinary human beings on planet Earth, no matter what her skin color is. And she was, in a, she was a house N-word. You know, she just every racial slur you can think of. And again, as I asked earlier, who are you people? Just, what is wrong with you? Now, again, I, I, I don't think she gives a crap that she's not going to be in the caucus. Because, again, it's basically uh, a liberal caucus at this point. And it's, it's not interested in having any kind of discussion or dialogue with anybody who's a conservative. But this idea that who you vote for. And this, you know why? What, this is why they hate Kanye West. Don't think it's about the Jewish tweets, okay? Because a whole hell of a lot of liberals, sorry, hate the Jews as well. Okay, it's it's the white lives matter stuff, in my opinion. It's the it's the hey, you know, if you're black, think for yourself. You don't have to vote a certain way because you're black. Be independent of intellect. That's Kanye West's basic message, and that's what they really hate his guts for. the The Jewish tweets just kind of gave him a reason to start canceling him, and I don't think it's really working for him. But you know. There is a meme going around, though. It's really, really funny that because now all these people are posting, you know, this company is cutting ties with him. Sketchers, uh, you know, uh, escorted him off the prem- premises. And then a, a friend of mine, Victoria, uh, had, had posted a meme that Fred's fish fry has now cut ties with Kanye. <laughs> James, he, al- he also lost Culebra Meat Market. Culebra Meat Market. That's it. Right, I saw right. saw that one. <laughs> La Jalisco uh, is going to, you know, not having to do I, I might have to cut ties with him myself. 
I don't think Kanye cares. But the, this this idea that your skin color, the, the, the Democrats have had a lock hold on these communities for a long time, and they haven't done a damn thing for any of these communities. They use them. And for some folks, some older folks in those communities, it is a, a fact. I know I've seen it you know, in my life with my own eyes. That if you're Hispanic or you're uh, black, you are expected to vote a certain way. They've been voting that way for several generations, but it, it ain't working anymore. And the era of Trump really went a long way to dispel the fog. I, I think a lot of it began to dispel with the voter ID thing because a lot of folks in the Hispanic and, and African-American community were like, uh, no, I can get a photo ID. I, I have a driver's license. It's a little insulting that you think I can't come up with one. And then the Donald Trump era uh, really uh, cleared the smog or the gas, the methane gas over the, fo- over, the uh, over the swamp and really put on full display how, well, no, you're being used. And they're starting to figure out they're being used. And especially Latinos and Latinas. Uh, not only when it came to a bunch of white liberals suddenly de- determining that they are Latinxes and naming them for them, but really the border crisis. Was, uh, James has said, said this to me, to me personally. I, I've seen it again in my own life. The people who hate illegal immigration the most are Hispanics. By far. Yeah. They hate it. And so you, you have these young ladies from uh, uh, these border towns and border districts who are like, our towns are being destroyed by this. And, uh, again, I can attest to this myself. Most I, My world is populated by Hispanics because of my, my family and, and my friend set. And uh, these are conservative People, family-based people, family is very, very important. Hard work ethic, you know, all the traditional stuff that you would usually attribute to conservatives, you you find in that community. Like the people of El Paso. It's going to take them a while to recover financially oh, from what they've been through for this whole year. Yeah. And guess what the majority of the population is in El Paso? Hmm. White Irish people? Latinxes. <laughs> Latinxes. And you can really see the Democrats losing their s over this stuff, man. They just—it's mystifying to them. This revolt, if you will, uh, by these folks, by by people like Cassie Garcia and Maya Flores, and I think it's great. I think it's—I think it's wonderful to watch. And plus, they're young and they're hip and they're—they're they're hungry and they're passionate and they're strong and they're tough. Everything your your establishment uh, liberal is not. So rock on, man. So forget the uh, <laughs> the Hispanic caucus. Who cares? Where are we? Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well. They are also women of substance, unlike oh, yeah. uh, AOC and, and the, the Democrat women, uh, the Democrat young crowd or whatever you want to call them, the crew, whatever. But uh, Myra Flores should start her own caucus and call it the Inclusive Hispanic Caucus. <laughs> that was really popular. But That'd be great. I was caught, and she, she really should. I was calling about Elon Musk. I, I I didn't know that he listens to his show. I hope he does, or somebody who can reach him. He should announce. He should tweet out right now. When I buy Twitter, 
I'm immediately going to change the name of it to Trumpet. <laughs> our 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 logo is going to be a golden trumpet with the bell of the trumpet waved in such a way that it slightly resembles a certain ex-president's hair. <laughs> and then he should say, we are not going to shadow ban. We're not going to shadow ban anything. We're not going to delete anything. All we are going to do is if we think if something is questionable, we're going to put a little yellow dot on it and let the people make up their mind for themselves. Anybody and everybody will be able to tweet, nothing removed, nothing shadow banned, and nothing flagged. And that would drive the Democrats more insane than they already are. <laughs> Good point, Steve. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Uh, you know, they're already losing their stuff out there in Silicon Valley and the whole Twitter thing. Uh, Chris, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, hey, I like Trumpet. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change, it, change it to Trumpet. Why not? You can squawk off. Walk, walk, walk. Anyway, uh, hey, Democrats love the plantation. That's all I got to say. Yep. They love keeping their people on the plantation. That They've been doing that for thousands of years. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right, man. I appreciate and it. I love your monologue. It was great going on that. And, uh, yeah, it's the uh, walk. The- right. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. 210-599-5555. It's Sean. We'll take a little break. Is Katy Perry a robot? Uh, plus, serving your food on tinfoil. It's on the way on Newstalk 550 KTSA. 2022 midterms. Stay connected and informed. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. I don't know if Don Morgan's available for this one because I can't see him anymore. Could Katy Perry be a robot? There's a, a bit of it's, it is very bizarre. And let me tell you something, right off the bat, there's two things that I like about Katy Perry. So she's getting ready to start her concert, and and the video has gone viral. And there's she's there's something wrong with her eye, with her right eye. Let me see if I'm doing this right. Yeah, her right eye. And she's blinking really weird. And it's like a it's like a it's like a like a mechanical blink. Like her eye goes shut and then it opens and goes shut again. And then she reaches up, and this is before she starts singing her song, and it almost seems like she pushes a secret button under her skin that gets her eye to open fully. It was weird. Don, have you seen this, Don, haven't you? No, I've not. It's it, Is she a replicant? I mean, it's really weird. It's freaky. It is. Because it's not like something got in her eye. You know, something gets in your eye, you kind of flutter it. Her eye would, like, shut. And, and, the, and the other eye stays open. Other eye stays open. It's very strange. It is strange. And people are wondering if she's a stinking robot. If she was, would it uh, would it surprise you? I remember you guys remember Blade Runner? Somebody needs to put the Voight comp test to see if she's a replicant or not. In Blade Runner they had this test where they would ask all these weird questions to determine if you're human or a robot. And the the test would, you know, detect any kind of emotional response. And if you didn't show any emotional responses, it meant you were a freaking replicant. We need to we need to put Katy Perry through the Void Comp test. You have a bumblebee on your arm. What do you do? 
I don't know. I slot it. <laughs> you come home and your boyfriend's got a full poster of a nude woman hanging on the wall. Is this testing whether I'm a pop star or a lesbian, Mr. Deckard? I'm just, you know, she's a replicant. She might be. Maybe she's CGI. I don't know. But it's very strange when I saw it. Yeah, it's a little. I'm looking at it now. It's weird, isn't it? A little bit. She looks like a robot. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, those Japanese dudes, you know, they can make pretty realistic-looking robots. <laughs> Have you seen them? <laughs> I'm on the waiting list. Yeah. <laughs> James is on the waiting He wants to marry one one day. I'm just telling you, it, it looks pretty robotic, man. She's a replicant, I isn't thought, she? I thought, it looked to me like she just had something in her eye. But it's very robotic-looking, though. Yeah. I mean, she has those huge fake eyelashes on. Yeah, and those huge... Her eyelid probably <laughs> collapsed under the massive weight, weight of her eyelashes. Of eyelashes. Her fake eyelash. Yeah. Like a tarantula stuck to her forehead. I, I got to be honest with you all. Why do chicks think like six-inch eyelids or eyelashes are really good-looking? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like something that catches flies, you know what I mean, when they're walking around? We know those aren't real. Um... I, I uh, One of my fondest memories uh, with my daughter when she was a young girl is she was a big Katy Perry fan during the uh, firework era. And Katy Perry did a 3D movie. And I took my little kid, my daughter, to see the 3D movie. We went to the midnight showing. And I can still see that whipped cream shooting out of that bra, man. She just shot a bunch of whipped cream. She had whipped cream jets in her bra. And in 3D, it's just it's just coming right at you. There's nothing better than Katy Perry in 3D. Shooting whipped cream out of a bra. And I don't care if she's a replicant or not. And then Sean ordered one for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants pumpkin pie? No thanks, I'll pass on the pie. Well, I'm a D-cup, I could probably pull it off. <laughs> Imagine doing that around my mother-in-law. Right. My mother-in-law thinks I'm a weirdo anyway. My mother-in-law just looks at me like I'm a space alien. But we all do that. Yeah, but she really does. All right. And I, I saw so it'd be funny, like Thanksgiving dinner, I have a Katy Perry bra that shoots whipped cream out of it. Mamas, did you, would you like some pumpkin, some cream on your... <laughs> She'd probably have me killed. <laughs> She'd make a couple of phone calls and have me, I'd just disappear, man. You and your whipped cream bra. I got to take a break. With that image in your mind. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you doing? Um, just programming note. Tomorrow is my birthday. It's my birthday. The big 5-5 five five tomorrow. And uh, so to celebrate that, I've, I've invited uh, uh, my buddy uh, Chuck Weimer. Actually, my best friend uh, Randy Garcia is the, the bass player for the Chuck Weimer band. And I met Chuck uh, a number of years ago, and, and Randy and I have gotten to be uh, like brothers. And uh, so Chuck's going to come on out with Randy, and he's going to do a couple of songs for us tomorrow in the last half hour of the, uh, of the gig. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've heard of them. They've played a, a, at a bunch of local places and all over Texas. In fact, they're they're booked all over, or, or they're booked up. I think for the whole next year, their 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 entire schedule is booked. 
And they've been on a couple of the morning TV shows. I, I can't think of which ones now. Good Morning SA, I think. And they're just good dudes, and they put out, it's good country music, man. And so we'll uh, end the week tomorrow with some country music uh, from a good buddy, Chuck Weimer, and, uh, and, and my best friend, uh, uh, Randy Garcia, hanging out with us uh, about 1030 tomorrow. So that'll be cool. Um, also, today is uh, Boxer Shorts Day, and uh, you know this always uh, presents us with a great opportunity to ask people what kind of underwear, <laughs> what kind of underwear they wear. Chones. What kind of chones? What kind of chones do you wear? I, uh, I, I, I wear. I guess I don't know a regular underwear. I don't know what you call it. Tidy whities. No, I don't wear those. Oh, okay. Let me tell you a story about that, and then we'll do the, oh, the round table. Don Morgan, you're in on this. You're you're not getting out, you're not wiggling out of this. And uh, when I first met my wife, because I wear, I don't know, regular cut underwear, but I like colored underwear, right? Okay. I like underwear that's got color to it. Underwear of color, like, not leopard print, but I mean, you know, like this, I don't want it to be white because my old man was one of those old-school dudes who would prance <laughs> around the house in his freaking tidy whities and I hated it. Walter, like Walter White? <laughs> yes! That was my old man. Yeah. He's sitting there at the kitchen table in his tidy whities drinking a glass of milk. I'm like, ah, oh, God! You and your Smoking buddies, a menthol. You and your buddy sitting there trying to play Atari. I'm like, yeah, Dad's Dad! Dad's over the corner. Yeah. So, but when I first met my wife, when I first moved in with her, she said, Mr. John, you don't have no underwear. Your underwear is so bad. I'm going to buy you some underwear. I need to buy you some chonies. That's a good woman. She didn't really talk like that, by the way. Uh, and so she came home with a pack of tidy whities <laughs> And she was serious. Because <laughs> apparently her old man wore the same damn thing. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm, it's like a vampire with holy water. I'm like... <sighs> Like, what's wrong? I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to wear those. Get rid of those now. What? You said you needed more underwear. I'm like, yes, but I, I'm not wearing those. But these are very good. They're tidy whities I don't do tidy whities ever. I'll wear freaking burlap before I wear <laughs> tidy whities okay? <laughs> Which is what he uh, has taken to doing, and that explains his constant foul mood. You know what? I, you know what the old monks used to wear the, the leather underwear with the spikes heading inward? I, I would get, to, I'd wear those and self-flagellate before I'll walk around in them damn tidy whities That actually sounds fun. You, God bless the eighties. <laughs> so I just wear regular cut underwear, but it's it's colored. It's got it's got to be colored. James, uh, you want to share with us? Well, I I'm commando typically. Commando. What does that mean exactly? No underwear. Oh, okay. Well, I do that quite often myself. And then I had a phase in. High school and college, silk boxers only. Oh, silk boxers. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Fancy over there. It'd be hard to make it through the uh, the frozen food section at H-E-B wearing those. Right. I'm sorry. Or, you know, a New England winter. You, <laughs> you wouldn't last five days. In that. <laughs> <laughs> it would just adhere to your skin. Yeah, exactly. Don, do you want to share with us? What? What kind of underwear I have? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. I'm a boxer. You're a boxer. You're a, yeah. you're a boxer guy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to also uh, tell you the truth about something. Because I don't like to wear pants. Right. And, uh, you don't like to wear pants. I want to make sure everything's covered. Oh, I got you. Like right now, I'm I'm not wearing pants. So So you're just in your boxers there in the yeah. newsroom. Right. It's a little awkward. I, um, I will admit this. We've got callers on this. 
I'll admit this. I am, you know, I'm pretty New Gilbo Road centric. I mean, my entire stinking life is on that road. Until you have to come. I got two Walmarts, a little one and a big one. I got a shirt she's seeking. Several convenience stores. Okay, I got a big lot. <laughs> I got an HEV. What exactly else do you need? You know, I so I barely go off New Gilbo Road. Mm. And I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm running down to the Circle K, and my wife hates this, but if I'm going to the HEB just for a quick trip, not for a full grocery load, but if we go to the HEB, I'm not going to lie to you, very often I'm wearing my jammy pants, and I may be commando and I may not be. I don't know. It depends on how quickly I feel like getting ready. I go to the HEB in my in my flannel jammy pants, and baby, I'm not wearing any underwear at all. <laughs> That's why no matter how many I- no matter how many items we have to buy, Sean's always pushing the cart. <laughs> and I don't care. You know why? It's my hood, man. It's my crib. All right. You know, it's like my home. It's like my extended home. Okay. The H E B is like my living room. All right. I don't wear underwear to the H E B. And I don't care who knows it. Well, we all do now. Well, the people come up to me and say, Sean, I love your show, man. I'm like, hey, yeah, how you doing? Ooh, it's cold in here. Yeah. Are you not wearing any underwear? It disgusts my wife. Well, I don't blame her. It disgusts her. I'm like, I people mean, she, can't tell, baby. I mean, she peeled back a $20 bill to buy you some tidy whiteies and you turned your nose Tidy whiteies. I'm not going to wear tidy whiteies. You could have at least put them on for her benefit. I'm not going to wear tidy whiteies ever in my life. You would, not put, you would not put the tidy whiteies on no. for the benefit of your wife's well-being. No, she doesn't need, it doesn't improve her well-being I'm if I'm sure wearing tidy does. whiteies. If she has to walk around, you know, hiding her face in shame every time she goes it, down to H-E-B. She doesn't have to hide her. Because her husband refuses to wear underwear. You I like to be comfortable in my hood, man. Well, it hurts the people of color, your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me, me not wearing underwear hurts, impacts people of color more. My wife. <laughs> There's one person of color who's being directly impacted. So insensitive. I am so ashamed. My husband. He does not wear the Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> when we are out buying tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> I went to buy some noodle at the ATB, and my man, my man is not wearing Johnny's. So they told me, no, no, on the menudo. No, no, on the menudo. <laughs> until he has to be properly dressed. <laughs> and I go, listen, Pedro, <laughs> you, you guys that. make more money <laughs> off of me than any other person walking through this store, okay? You're lucky I don't walk in here buck-ass naked. Oh, man. Give her her menudo. I'm on the radio. All right. I will take my hands out of my pockets. Let these bad boys fall. And you'll all be sorry. You got to be careful of the frozen food menudo section. Menudo now. You got to be careful of the frozen food section, though. Yeah, you That's do. That's the only thing, you know. Right. Especially with the really soft flannel jammy pants that we Can you imagine Sean going through the going through the, the security line of the uh, airport? Ooh. Mr. Rami, you mind taking your hands out of your pockets? I don't think you want me to. I don't think you want me to, do I like to be comfortable on airplanes too. Yeah, my hands are cold. <sighs> wow. So that's my life. Um <laughs> very quickly, here's Liz. Liz, how are you? Hey, Sean, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty well. <laughs> hey, um, sorry, I had to drop off my dogs at the vet, but I don't know 
and I missed I missed the last thirty minutes, but I had I have an analogy just real quick. Um, you were talking about Fetterman earlier, right? And the analogy that I have is it's the Tom Parker Elvis Presley analogy because Tom Parker did anything right. that he had to do to get Elvis on stage. That's right? fair. It's like I don't care how sick you are, mm. I don't care um, you know how you feel. We're going to give you this pill. You're going to feel better. You're telling me your doctors. Yeah. are telling you you're okay. You're right. And Biden, same thing. They don't care. I mean, let's get them out there on stage and, uh, and screw up the country. I concur, Liz. Hey, Liz, one more question. Yeah. What kind of underwear are you wearing? Yeah, I am wearing some. <laughs> okay, thanks for sharing. All right, i got to run my... Oh, God, I'm such a strange human being. What kind of underwear are you wearing? Taking your calls. Actually, let's take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Final few moments of the show. So whatever is on your brain. Here's uh, Bob. Bob, how you doing? Fine, sir. Yeah, that was an old movie Steve Martin did. It said, white men don't wear plaid. <laughs> and uh, it was actually a movie. And I remember well, that I saw I, it at the I theater. Wear, <laughs> yeah, and I wear boxers and I wear plaid. So you wear plaid boxers, huh? Yes. Aren't you fancy? Oh yeah, Mr. Fancy Pants. And, and plaid now boxers. people know your. And now people know your secret about HEB. I don't care. <laughs> I, I am very comfortable in my neighborhood because I, I, I well, really good. don't venture out of my neighborhood very often. You will rarely find, unless I'm, I come to work, obviously, but you will rarely find me off New Gilbo Road. I'm, you know, I'm at the HEB, I'm at the Dollar Tree, I'm at the Walmart. <laughs> there's uh, there's uh, the double shot of uh, the Circle K and the 7-Eleven at the end of New Gilbo right there before uh, 1604. And so I, I tend to run into people, you know, when I'm when I'm out and about. But well, I, I, I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable, man. Oh, you're trying to jump off yeah. the line, are you? Oh, I guess we're done. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you like okay. I tell you what. What? I I I, I love I love these uh, boxers. That's for sure. And they love you. I Sorry. know they do. All right, I gotta go. We were on the verge of creepy there. We were we were coming oh, up to the edge of creepy. You have a, a limit. Well, even I have a limit. Oh, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to hear why his boxers love him, and I'm not really interested in that. Because then, you know, something odd's going to happen. Well, it's because they're fur-lined, Sean. I wear fur-lined boxers. Walking down the hallway just like Saturday night every day of the week. I'm sorry. Uh, what else? 210-599-5555. 210-599. Oh, yeah, there's this uh, woman. I, I meant to mention this. Rebecca Coverley, who lives in jolly old England. Uh, well, she lives in something called Telford Shropeshire. Shropeshire uh, has discovered a way to avoid washing dishes or using the dishwasher. And which is the great bane in my household, and that none of us like to do the dishes. You know, so it's just really, it, man, it's just always an issue. And so Rebecca Cabale has found a way that she can avoid doing dishes, uh, and that is she lays out a bunch of tinfoil on the table, and she just puts the food directly on the table. 
Well, we do that with butcher paper and barbecue. But, yeah, she does it with everything. Every meal they have. And there's no utensils. So they only eat every, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know how they handle soup. But, I mean, they, they she lays out about four sheets of tinfoil on her table. She's got two kids. She's married. She's a stay-at-home mom. And uh, and that's how they eat. And uh, then when you know she was having minced meat, she said in this article, this is from the uh, yeah yeah I know, from the uh, Daily Mail, oddly enough. And uh, and she puts the minced meat out there. She puts all the veggies out there. You got some tortilla chips out there, and it's all laid out on a on a uh, on a on a sheet of tin foil. Uh, everybody gathers around the table and they eat. And then she just balls it all up and throws it away. What's my only problem with this? Do you want to hear it? The, the utensils? No. She's not a working mom, man. She's a stay-at-home mom. So being a mom is her only job, is being at home. And she ain't got time to do the dishes. I'm going to save you. But she watching too many telenovelas? <laughs> is it cutting into her telly-watching time? Anyway, I'm sorry. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.